Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011, at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Sam Conan. And today, we will be reviewing the movies Game Time, Tackling the Past, Morley and Me, The Puppy Years, Prom, and The Fifth Quarter. Today's guests are Ben Simon, Director of Family Entertainment for Walmart, the actor Travis Turner, and Victoria Strauss, one of our recent film critic boot campers. Right now, we are going to be talking about the new Walmart and P&G movie, Game Time, Tackling the Past, which airs on September 3rd on NBC. And also, we have Ben Simon, who is the director of brand marketing and lead Walmart Global Family Marketing and is the initiator of that. How are you today, Ben? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on the program. Yes, definitely. Thank you for being on with us. So the movie Game Time Tackling the Past is about a family who has two brothers in the family, and one of the brothers grows up to become a professional football player, and the other brother becomes a football coach at his old high school for his football team. Sam, what do you think about this movie? I think it's a very good movie. It's it's very well put together, and uh, the plot is, it, it really, it's not just meandering along, it really has a direction. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I thought it was very cool the way it was shot. It almost seemed, um, the cinematography, the way it was like sort of zooming in and out, sort of made it seem like a documentary and made it more real for me, which I thought was very cool. Yeah, so, I watched the Super Bowl, so it looked a lot like the, the filming on there. Yes, I definitely agree with you. I have a lot of family that's very into football. <laughs> so, um, Ben, why don't you tell us about your job at Walmart? Sure. So uh, at Walmart, I'm responsible for uh, all of our efforts related to family entertainment. Um, I lead the, uh, the Family Movie Night Initiative. This movie, uh, Tackling the Past, uh, Game Time Tackling the Past, is actually the eighth movie uh, in our efforts with Procter & Gamble uh, to produce uh, quality family programming that the whole family can enjoy. That's really awesome. And what got you started in developing the Family Entertainment Initiative? Well, it really started uh, by talking to consumers. Uh, we talked to a lot of families, uh, families just like yours uh, across the country about uh, the types of things that they would want to see more of. And what we found resoundingly uh, from you know families across the country is we wish we had more entertainment that we could watch together as a family. There's a lot of stuff for kids, uh, you know, for our kids to watch by themselves. There's a lot of stuff, you know, really just for us. Uh, that's not appropriate for kids, but there's not a lot of stuff that really the whole family can watch and enjoy together, particularly on television these days. That's awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I've definitely noticed a pattern in the movies where there's always a um, a conflict that families have to come together and work out, which I think is very cool because in each one of the movies, you learn a different moral about working together, or overcoming your fears. And the moral that I got from Game Time Tackling the Past was that it doesn't always work to put yourself first. And it's always good to think about others because, you know, their feelings matter as well. Uh, did you get any morals from this, Sam? Uh, yeah, I uh, like you said, all of the films that I have seen of this series are um, about uh, family conflicts. And 
I'd have to say that the moral in this is, yeah, I mean, putting yourself first, usually it just doesn't work and you have to be part of the team. So as someone who has watched several of your films, Ben, like Game Time, uh, Tackling the Past, Who is Simon Miller, Field of Vision, and Walk in My Shoes, I have to say that I like where you're going with this. And I think that it's cool that Kids First film critics are reviewing your films. So who chooses the scripts that you decide to produce and what criteria do you choose to consider? So we have a, fairly, a pretty neat process in terms of how we select scripts and stories. Um, actually, we have writers across the country, uh, a lot of moms and, and, and you, know, you know, aspiring writers who uh, write the concepts for us that would then ultimately become the, the movies that are on television. So it starts really with the consumer and uh, families across the country actually uh, generating ideas for us that then those become um, uh, kind of the outline for what ultimately becomes the script. We do a lot of research along the way, uh, talking to, to families and consumers across uh, the country to make sure that uh, the concepts that we're developing in the movies are, are something that are really going to connect not only just with, with, with moms, but also with kids as well. That's awesome. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney, and today we will be reviewing the movies Game Time, Tackling the Past, Marley and Me, The Puppy Years, Prom, and The Fifth Quarter. Today's guests are Ben Simon, director of the Family Entertainment for Walmart, and the actor Travis Turner and Victoria Strauss from one of our recent film critic boot camps. So uh, right now we are talking with Ben Simon from Walmart. So like you were saying, um, you definitely... You, you know, you feed the consumers. And um, what impacts have you noticed by allowing moms to monitor the production of made-for-TV movies? Well, we've seen a very strong positive response from families across the country, both in the, in the, in the form of ratings uh, and just, uh, you know, positive feedback that we've received from our two companies, both Walmart and P&G. You know, our companies are, are committed to, you know, not only helping our consumers uh, save money, but also live better. And we think that helping our consumers live better through uh, producing more forms of family programming, more opportunities for the family to come together is something that um, is really part of our brand's promise. And we've seen great results. Um, again, you know, we had a movie just air a couple weeks ago, um, Who is Simon Miller on NBC? And that uh, we had a great rating for that, uh, number one in its time frame on Saturday night. And uh, we're hopeful that game time tackling the past uh, coming up here on September 3rd will have a similarly great response uh, from families and consumers across the country. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw Who is Simon Miller, and that was a great movie. And I definitely liked Game Time Tackling the Past as well. So I hope that gets as many views as you're hoping for. And, you know, I think it's great because, you know, in an age when many people have TVs in every room in their house, can you talk about the idea of actually watching these films together as a family? Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of a simple idea with, you know, all the different ways of consuming content today, whether it's over your your phone, whether over your computer, um, you know, to be able to have programming that is geared for the whole family to watch together, we think that's a big idea. And what we've heard from, you know, talking with consumers is there's just not enough of that type of programming. And, you know, to have people in various rooms across the house all kind of doing their own thing, you know, what we want to create is or help to create is an environment where it's something, we're creating something that the whole family really enjoys watching together. And in order to do that, it not only has to have something that, you know, the parents think is, is appropriate and, and of high quality, but it also has to have something that kids uh, really think is fun and exciting. So we're trying to deliver programming that allows both of those two things to happen. And in doing so, uh, you know, creating an environment where the family really wants to come together. Yeah, that's really great. Okay, so, Mr. Simon, talk- I have a question. Um, when a family chooses um, to watch a family movie night film, uh, what do they get that they don't get from, say, you know, a Disney production? Yeah, so our, our movies are a little bit different. Um, I think we're trying to really kind of do the same thing. And ours is uh, not that uh, it's not that other studios and other companies aren't making great family programming. Uh, there certainly are uh, many of those out there. There's a number of great um, properties out there from the Walt Disney Company, uh, to be sure. I think what's unique about what we're doing is really the focus on television and the fact that it's free. 
you know, creating a free form of entertainment that families can come together and enjoy, particularly in these tough economic times when it is pretty costly for the average family to go to the movies uh, in the theaters and, you know, popcorn and everything that goes along with it. To be able to have a night at home at no cost with the family, we think that and, and have it be of high, high quality and enjoyment for the whole family. We think that's fairly unique. Uh, cool. Thanks. Um, also been wondering, um, what about the talents? I've noticed that you don't have any real big names, big name talent in any of these. Uh, will that change as you develop the initiative? You know, we have a, uh, a really kind of, uh, you know, uh, really great uh, talent casting process. You know, we have had a number of uh, big name talent. Um, this next movie, uh, Game Time, Tackling the Past, you know, has, you know, Bo Bridges, uh, Ryan McPartland, who you've probably seen in shows like Chuck. Um, but there's def- definitely have a strategy. We're trying to find, you know, talent that we think will really connect with audiences that uh, we also think we're looking for some talent that has, you know, up and coming uh, potential. Um, and so yeah, we feel really good about the, the, the choices that we've made from a talent selection standpoint. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I think all the talent has been really good because they all seem really, you know, down to earth and able to connect with their characters. So, Ben, can you talk about your idea of having family-friendly commercials during the family-centered programming? Yeah, so what we found was, you know, you know, you know if you watch television today, what you'll see happening is inside of a family show, you'll see ads or you know, really more uh, products that are appropriate for adults or R-rated movies or something that is really not a suitable for a, a family viewing audience and where kids are present. And so what we've tried to do in our movies is create a, an oasis for the family. So you don't have to worry about the experience. Both the programming and the advertising are going to be uh, you know, orchestrated in such a way that you don't have to worry that what ad's going to come next or is something inappropriate going to be in the next scene. We're trying to create something where moms don't have to worry about diving for the remote control and the whole family can, you know, focus on just having a great uh, experience together as a family. And the advertising we think plays a role in that because in talking with consumers, what we found was, you know, moms were you know really frustrated by the fact that some of the ads that would be airing in family shows were really inappropriate for family audiences. And so we're trying to control that a bit and make sure that the whole experience, again, is really an oasis for the entire family, both the programming and the advertising. Yeah, that's definitely a great goal. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ben. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 
The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Sam Conan, And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's continue with our conversation about Marley and Me, the puppy years, and Travis Turner. So, yes, like Sam said, right now we have Travis Turner, which is one of the stars of the new Marley and Me puppy years film. How are you today, Travis? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Thank you for being on the show with us. We really appreciate that. Thanks for having me. So Marley and Me, The Puppy Years is uh, sort of like a prequel to Marley and Me. Um, and it's all about Marley is a puppy, obviously. And yes. he enters a dog competition, which I thought was very cool. And I really like this movie because, you know, you didn't even have to see the first Marley and Me film to understand this, you know, puppy movie. And I almost think that um, this movie, Marley and Me, The Puppy Years, is for all ages because you know unlike the first movie it was very emotional and I definitely cried in that movie yeah, but you know this one cried, this yeah. one is good for all ages because you know even if you're like a toddler and you don't necessarily understand what's going on you know talking animals is always very entertaining so Travis what got you started in acting well you know I just I just I really like to entertain and like since I was six years old, I've always uh, kind of just like to entertain. I have older brothers and sisters and, and, um, you know, always like to entertain everyone and their friends. And you know, I did theater for years and I, I always wanted to do film and television, but like I never lived in a city big enough to do it. Um, but it wasn't until, um, you know, as of recently, I've been able to, to, to pursue that and get an agent and audition and, and, you know, do, do TV and movies. So it's great. Yeah, that is really awesome, you know, to be a small-town kid and get to do big things like this. Um, So you said you're into theater acting. Um, Which do you prefer, theater acting or film work? Well, you know, at first, you know, because you have to adjust from theater to film. At first, it was was hard, and people would be like, stop acting. And I'd be like, what do you mean? Because with theater, you can be like, you can be bigger than life, right? And, um, And so... Now, now, but now I would say, you know, I, I really like film, film and TV for sure. But yeah, I, I, I definitely still, agree with you. You know, want to do theater every so often to keep sharp because it really, really is an actor's medium while, while film and TV is really a director's medium. So it's nice to do both. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I'm into acting and, you know, I've done a couple small, tiny films and it's definitely a big difference, you know, to be huge, you have to act to the people in the back seat and then to be having your face the size of a house. (laughs) So exactly, exactly. So what was it like being on set with all the dogs? Um, Well, you know, the the dogs are... there, like I, I've said this a couple of times to some people, but it's fun and challenging at the same time because you're you have to make sure you know there, there's safety and there's trainers and and a lot of the scenes are kind of like stunts. Everything that you have to do, you know, making sure the dog is hitting the mark and then you know biting the hot dog out of the girls, you know, you know, and then you got to put it back. So it's like a bit of a balancing act. And then meanwhile, you have to, to act as well on top of that, right? So. It, but at the same time, I mean, having puppies on set, it's always cute. And even even if you're not filming, you can go and, like, hang out with some of the other dogs. And, and you know, I, I like dogs, so, yeah, it was good. Yeah, that's awesome. So did they use more than one dog for each of the puppy characters? Like, were there more than one dog actors for Marley? Yes, there was. Um, multiple for every dog, for even, like, Godiva or Fuchsia or, like, any of the dogs that was there was multiple dogs and, and different dogs were trained to do different things. Like one of them might be, you know, more specialized at crawling and another one might be more specialized at jumping into the, you know, into the, um, into the water and things like that. Right. So you have different kind of, you know, more, one would be more like a jockeyer dog and one would be more of a tiny stealth dog. Right. So yeah, and it's kind of neat how the trainers could pick them out of a litter and they could tell right away 
what the dog would be better at, at like a few weeks old. It's pretty neat. That's really cool. So did you have a favorite dog to work with? I, I, I did. Uh, um, his name was Molten. And um, I actually got um, one of my mom's friends to adopt him. So I can still visit him every so often. Oh, that's really cool. So what yeah. was the best thing about working with that dog? Uh, he was just, he just listened to me and he was just really, he just was really more calm and relaxed. And he was one of the smaller dogs. And, and when I first got on set, he was like one of the first dogs that, you know how when you see a litter of puppies and one of them just kind of pops up at you and just really like kind of just, you know, really attracted to you and pays you more attention. I don't know. He was just, just right off the bat kind of got along best with that, that dog. Yeah, I can definitely relate to you with that. I have so many pets and yeah, <laughs> so I definitely know what it's like to be a big pet lover. So do you have any pets at your house? I don't like I had, I had my dog Spike, um, tell you for 15 years. So like for a long time, but, um, but I don't have him anymore, but he was, he was my, he was a good dog. He was awesome. Yeah. That's a really long time. So what was the biggest challenge on working with this film? Um, well, I mean, I would say definitely, like I was saying, working with, with animals at any time is, is a big challenge. Um, and so just like I said, balancing that acting with with the dog safety and also making sure that everything is needed in this in the shot. It's you know, and it, it, yeah, it's just it's challenging, definitely. That's really awesome. Yeah, and it definitely seems like it would be challenging as well. But you know, puppies are a good thing. They You're are. listening to Voice America Kids. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Sam Conan. And today we are reviewing the movies Game Time, Tackling the Pass. Marley and Me, The Puppy Years, Prom, and The Fifth Quarter. Today's guests are Ben Simon, director of Family Entertainment for Walmart, the actor Travis Turner, and Victoria Strauss, one of our recent film critic boot campers. That's right. So right now we are talking with Travis Turner, one of the stars from Marley and Me, Puppy Years, and we will also be talking about that movie. Um, so like you were saying, there were definitely some challenges, but, you know, when I saw the film recently, it was really cool because, you know, it all came together very nicely, and I definitely yeah. really liked the cinematography with all the dogs and getting all the different angles, and um, I think my favorite scene in this movie would probably have to be after um, your character, Travis, um, set up the homemade, you know, sort of agility course and then it all came down and watching yeah. that happen I thought that was very entertaining and I thought the cinematography <laughs> like was great with that yeah it uh, was cool <laughs> so what was your favorite scene to work on Travis you know I was I was saying to some people like I really like it was really funny to see uh, Donnelly Rhodes get spam all over his face like that was pretty funny to film um but the first day was really cool because like I mean this is like you know, my biggest production probably, you know, to date. And it was really cool to like first day on set. I'm like, wow, like this is really happening, you know? And then, and then we're filming at this huge mansion, like on location. And then we, there's this beautiful picture car that, it, that I get to drive in. And then I'm like getting chased by a Hummer. And it was just like, I don't know. It was just so surreal. It was pretty cool. Yeah. The whole like kind of first, that mansion sequence was one of the first stuff we filmed. And that was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So what was the most memorable moment while working on Marley and Me Puppy Years? That's a good question. Um, you know, you know, well, I would say one of the one of the, off the top of my head um, was really great is when I got to have my family come on set and for them to all see it. And and I mean, they all they're all so happy because I mean, the meals that you get on set are so good. So we all had lunch. We had <laughs> my own trailer, you know, and and just like to, to have my family on set was was definitely one of the special days. too. Yeah, that's really cool. I think that would be awesome to have family on set and, you know, have your own trailer, the life of luxury, definitely, you know, getting a real <laughs> taste of Hollywood. <laughs> um, yeah. So did you, you know, you obviously saw the final product of the movie. What did you think when you saw the final outcome? You know, I thought, I thought it's, a, it's a very cute movie. I think it's a, it's a, it's a cute movie. Yeah, and, and what was it like seeing yourself on screen? Well... <laughs> Um, you know, it's always, I don't know, it's always great because like, when you're acting, there's always things, overall, I'm very, very happy with it. And there's, there's always things where you're really happy with. And then if you're always striving, you're always, you know, you kind of, you kind of like, oh, I could do a little better at this. I could do a little better at that. But I'm, I'm quite happy with the, with the overall picture. And I think, I think it's a, it's a pretty good film and it's, it's good for the whole family, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And you did an excellent job, in my opinion. So congratulations well, on that. Thanks, 
<laughs> um, so did you relate to your character in any way? Yeah, I mean, the, a lot of his kind of arc is, is he's just growing to be responsible and he wants his own dog, right? And, you know, mm -hmm. he's got to take care of Marley. So I know, I know growing up, that's, you know, it's a, it's a lesson learned and your mom is always telling you this and you don't really understand it first until later, but you just, you know, growing to be more responsible. And, and I definitely, you know, I had my own dog and I know what it's like taking care of them, especially when they just get in everything and they chew everything and you've got to, you know, somehow fix it. So yeah, I definitely relate on those. Notes. And, and I also skateboard and, and, and play video games. So, I mean, he likes that. Yeah, that's really awesome. So what was it like, you know, going back to school after you've been in this, you know, really big production? What was the reaction from your friends? Um, well, I, I um, what's I going to say? Uh, well, I mean, my friends, I, not from school, but uh, my, my friends, like in general, I mean, a lot of them, um, I don't know, they, they bug me. They want to keep me. It's good to keep grounded, right? So, I mean, even yeah. if you're friends, a lot of them, they... They, you know, they see that and they're, they're like, whoa, like you must be like so famous. But it's like, it, it, it's really for me. I, I try to keep the same as, as I always was. And my friends help me actually keep grounded. So it, it's good. Yeah. Not to get big head and everything. Yeah, totally. You know, you got to have, you know, an attitude of gratitude that uh, my mom always taught me. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Travis, for joining us on the show. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank well, you it's God. time to take a break. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Sham Khan. And you're listening to Voice America. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m., whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Sam Conan, and you're listening to the Voice America Kids. Let's continue with our conversation about prom with Victoria Strauss from our Film Critics Boot Camp. Yeah, so right now we have Victoria Strauss online with us. How are you, Victoria? Good, how are you? I'm awesome. Thanks for being on the show with us. Me and Victoria went to boot camp together, so it's nice to yeah. talk to you again. Um, so right now we are going to be talking about the Disney movie Prom, which comes out on Blu-ray August 30th, I believe. So, Victoria, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about this movie? Prom is a really good movie, and you guys should totally watch it. 
and it's totally cool for kids. So what's the plot of the movie? It's just high school kids trying to find um, a prom date. So they want to get together with a date and, you know, have a great time at prom. Yep, definitely. You know, I saw this movie um, in camp, actually. And, you know, yeah, like Victoria said, it's definitely about you know, this movie makes it seem like prom is very important for all of the characters, and it definitely is, and it sort of goes through their day-to-day life of getting ready for prom and, you know, asking the question of, you know, will you go to prom with me? And, you know, basically thinking about what your life is going to be like after prom and after you graduate from high school, and it definitely touches on some of those topics. And I definitely thought some of the ways that the guys were asking girls to prom was very, very creative and very precise. What do you think, Victoria? I thought, yeah, I thought the same thing. Very creative. What was your favorite way that one of the guys asked a girl to prom? When one of the boys, he put a big sign on the freeway and a bus took it away. So so he didn't get a chance to ask her because it, it went away. Oh, yeah, that it was, was really, really funny. funny. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, I think probably my favorite way was uh, this one guy, he took his girlfriend to the theater and he went up on stage and the lights were totally out. And then in this huge fluorescent sign, it said prom and then a question mark. And I thought that was really cool, but it did sort of seem unrealistic because, I mean, how was he supposed to pull that off without a ton of help? Like the, the sign was so precise and like so perfect. And it was like huge. It was the size of the stage. And, you know, I thought that was kind of unrealistic. Yeah. Um, some other really funny ways because one of my favorite character personally was Lloyd um, because I thought he was the funniest character because he was always trying to ask girls to prom and they would always say no or his ways would backfire like he cut out a card um, that said will you go to prom with me out of magazine letters and he put it on some girl's locker and she started freaking out because she thought it was like a serial killer note and um he definitely got embarrassed from that. And then another way was this girl that he wanted to ask out to prom. He took a bunch of sticky notes and wrote prom on her car. But then he realized it wasn't her car and it was the principal's car. So that backfired, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, it definitely was. So, Victoria, who is your favorite character in this movie? Actually, I didn't have a favorite. I liked all of them. They all had different um, personalities and I loved all of them. I think my favorite character is probably Lloyd because you know like I said before he has very creative ways to ask girls to the prom but they backfire and in the end he ends up being very sweet and taking someone very special to prom with him but I can't tell you that you have to watch it for yourself. So Victoria do you remember when we were in boot camp and we got to meet some of the actors from prom? Would you talk about your experience with that? They were both very nice very cool we, uh, yep. we met Nolan Sotillo and Janelle Ortiz from prom, which I thought was very cool. And we had actually just seen the prom movie that day. So that was really awesome. <laughs> what was your favorite scene in this movie? The prom. All the lights, um, the dancing, the funny parts. <laughs> like yeah, when one, one of the characters, he brought his girlfriend pretty dress on. Yeah, that's awesome. That was you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Sam Conan. And today, we're reviewing the movies Game Time, Tackling the Past, Marley and Me, The Puppy Years, Prom, and The Fifth Quarter. Today's guests are Ben Simon, director of family entertainment for Walmart, the actor Travis Turner, and Victoria Strauss, one of our recent film critic boot campers. Yeah, so right now we are talking with Victoria Strauss, who went to Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp, and we're also talking about prom right now. Um, I think probably my favorite scene in this movie would have to be, let's see, oh yeah, when, um, when you know, two of the characters, they're going out on this date in the shed in the school, and, um, you know, it's so romantic, and then after they leave, they accidentally... Um, leave a candle lit in the shed filled with a ton of prom decorations and um you obviously know what happens after that um if you leave a candle with a bunch of flammable things and the reason I like that scene was because it was very short but I definitely like the um the music 
because it definitely carried the emotion in that. And I thought the whole soundtrack of this film was really awesome because it definitely showed the emotion for all of the film. And I thought that was pretty cool. I think the cinematography was really awesome in this movie because, you know, it was just very clean and crisp. And I thought in the very beginning of this movie, it was cool because there was a bunch of clippings of photographs and it was like this huge collage. And I thought that was very cool because it was edited very nice. And, um, you know, I think the whole editing process in this movie was pretty good, except when I saw this in camp, we had to look at specifics and I noticed one thing in um, the camp where it was one scene and this girl was talking and she um, her hair moved like really randomly and um, it sort of looked a little bit odd. I think that I didn't necessarily relate to this movie because, you know, I'm not in high school yet. I'm going into eighth grade and um, I watched it with a bunch of younger kids and the younger kids seemed like they were confused by this story and they didn't necessarily like it. So I think the movie age for this film would probably have to be like 11 and up, I think. But it's not for older teenagers, like 16 and up. So probably 11 to 16, because older teenagers might get bored by the storyline. So like, did you watch this in in 3D or, or what? You know, like what kind of viewing situation was this? You know, that's a great question, actually. We didn't watch it in 3D. We watched it in 2D because it's a 2D film. And we watched it actually in um, Walt Disney's original studio at the Walt Disney Studios in California. And it was like his original home where he made, gosh, what's the movie? Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. So that was cool. And we were all sitting at this big conference table and we were watching it on a flat screen TV. And I thought that was cool. And we were all taking notes And, you know, that was really fun to watch it with everybody else and see about um, and see, you know, their reactions from other people. And like I said before, it was cool because I was watching it with a ton of different age groups. So it was nice to, you know, not just get my opinion when I'm reviewing the movie, but have other people's opinion. Okay, so what were the what were the reactions from the guys at camp? Because it seems to me as though girls really seem to enjoy this. But, you know, like how, how would boys enjoy this? Yeah, well, there weren't that many boys at camp. I think there was a total of four or five boys, I'm thinking. Anyway, um, they seem like they like it. I think some of the boys thought it was more of a chick flick for younger kids. Um, But I personally thought there were definitely some funny parts, and I noticed the guys laughing at it as well. Um, But I definitely think it's more of like a girl sleepover movie. You know, if you're having a sleepover with your friends and you want to watch a good film. So what about like the actors that you that um, came, were they the main characters or were they like secondary characters? Um, They were secondary characters. They still had pretty big parts. Nolan Sotillo played Lucas and um, he was actually a pretty big character. So yeah, I would say he was probably one of the main characters. I think there wasn't necessarily main character and secondary characters. It was just a whole like bunch of, you know, high school students and it didn't really focus on specifics necessarily but um yeah and then we also um interviewed Janelle Ortiz who played one of the main character's friends and she was really nice to talk to and we got to talk to them both at the same time and you can actually see those interviews at kidsfirst.com so that's pretty cool you should check those out or kidsfirst.org excuse me and talking with them was really awesome because I personally was really nervous, but they were so nice and very sweet. And, you know, I felt like I could talk to them for hours and just like, you know, talk to them like friends. And it was really nice. So what about the younger girls? Um, Was it like over their head? Did they understand what was going on? Did they like it? Yeah, I mean, the younger girls, they were definitely uh, relatively little kids. You know, I think the youngest was like seven maybe not sure but um it definitely seemed like yeah it was a little bit over their heads and they didn't necessarily like it because it was you know older for them well let's take a break i'm raven devaney and i'm sam Connan, and you're listening to voice america We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. 
Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as kids' first film critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes, they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Sam Conan. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's continue with our conversation about the fifth quarter. So, Sam, why don't you tell me a little bit about what the fifth quarter's plot is? It's mainly about, it basically revolves around this kid is in a car accident and he and he passes away. So it's basically about his family trying to deal with the shock of this and trying to um, figure out how they can continue their lives. After this huge tragedy. Yeah, that is a huge tragedy. Wow, that definitely seems like a very traumatic... I mean, traumatic... a 15-year-old kid just gone. Yeah, that definitely seems like a very traumatic beginning to a story. And wow, what a loss for those people. Was it based on a true story at all? I believe it was. Because there was like a thing at the end uh, that was talking about, you know, what happened after that. So yeah, I think yeah. it was a true story. Yeah, well, that's cool that it was based on a true story and tragic, but yes. Um, yes. So what did you think about the cinematography and the visuals? Actually, it was quite similar to, uh, we're talking about another football movie earlier, Game Time Tackling the Past. Uh-huh. And you commented that the cinematography was very good and it looked like a real football game. It was the same in this. It, it looked like it was actual recorded football game. In fact, it might have been. That's awesome. And was, you know, did it make it sort of seem more realistic and like oh, documentary more. style? Yeah, much more. that's definitely a good thing. It made to it be seem able... like you were watching a game on TV. So what was your favorite scene in this movie? <sighs> I really, I really didn't have one, to be honest. I mean, it was all, it was all really, really well thought out. That's yeah. Cool. However, I mean, there was a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of emotion. I mean, obviously a lot of crying and such. So, oh, yeah. I mean, little kids, I mean, they just they just wouldn't get it, and they just wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, so what do you think the age would be, then, if little kids wouldn't necessarily understand? I'd have to say that we're about at the bottom end of that, so 13 and up. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I definitely wouldn't want little children crying because somebody just died. <laughs> yeah. Um so did you think, you know, definitely this is a very emotional story. Did you think that the emotion was captured well? Oh, extremely well. I mean, the actors were brilliant. I mean, they it, it really it was incredible. What did you think about any moral lessons that you learned in this? I think that one of the really big ones um like for the brother is uh 
to, you know, just quit feeling sorry for yourself, pick yourself up and do the best you can. And were there definitely family dynamics that were captured in this movie? You know, different family struggles and personal struggles struggles over this huge loss? Absolutely. Uh, like I said, it's about how each member of the family um, copes with it. And they all cope in a very different way. Mm-hmm. And what were some of those ways of coping? The main one is the older brother. Um, I forget his name. But uh, he used to play football with his little brother. Uh, so what he does is he's trying to win this I, I think it's like a college football championship or something and so he's trying to win this whole season for his brother and he actually asks if he can wear his brother's number five to honor him wow that's really cool that's definitely an awesome thing for that guy to do so that's um, actually that's actually why it's called the fifth quarter because of the number five. Oh yeah oh that's cool that's definitely nice wordplay what do you, did you relate to the story in any way I have lost all of my grandparents so far and a lot of close family friends so yes I'm able to understand how devastating it is to lose someone you love I've definitely lost very close people in my life and um you know I've obviously haven't lost a brother because you know I have a younger brother who's standing right next to me at this moment actually um (laughs) so I don't know what it's like to lose someone you know that's really really close like that but I definitely dealed with loss What did you think about the soundtrack in this movie? The soundtrack, to be honest, I really didn't notice it. It was just kind of one of those average, you know, it's it's where it's supposed to be kind of things. Nothing particularly exceptional. Yeah, there wasn't necessarily anything very special about it. That's a little bit of a letdown because, you know, I think music is very important. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah, and drama and things like that because even in, like, comedies, music is very important. But, I mean, I think that's cool, you know, the whole story and everything that you said that drama was captured well. So that's a good thing. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Sam Conan. And today we're talking about the movies Game Time, Tackling the Past, Marley and Me, The Puppy Years, Prom, and The Fifth Quarter. Today's guests are Ben Simon, director of Family Entertainment for Walmart, the actors Travis Turner, and Victoria Strauss, one of our recent film critic boot campers. So right now we are talking about the fifth quarter. Um, so Sam, did you have a favorite character in this film? Um, I would have to say it would be um, the older brother's friend. He was kind of, like I hate to use a Lord of the Rings reference, but he was kind of the Samwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the one who really uh, picked, picked the guy back up, stopped him from drinking every night, and got him back on his feet. Um, So was there a specific character that you related to personally? Like, I know you said you've definitely had some losses, but was there anyone specifically that you could see yourself as? Not really, no. Yeah, not necessarily. So what do you think the star rating would be? Star rating? Well, like I said, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of talking, a lot of crying. And I personally, I found it a little bit monotonous. It just, I mean, it just went on and on, but I'd have to say it was a very, it was a very good movie. I mean, the acting was incredible. So I don't know. That's difficult. Um, I don't know, six or seven, somewhere in there. What did you think about, like, do you think that families could watch this together? You know, like minus younger kids, but do you think, you know, parents could watch this with their teens? Do you think if they did that, it would open up a ground for some good conversations? Yes, I absolutely do think that it's um, very thought provoking. So what do you think some of the good, you know, conversations would be? Do you think it definitely opens up the floor? You know, like you said, the brother, you know, drinks every night to try to cope with his pain. Do you think it would open up a good floor for talking about that? Yeah, I think that, I mean, that would be one of the obvious things, you know, like actually the reason for um, for the um, uh, for the Luke's death, uh, Luke is the name of the kid. And, um, mm-hmm. is because he's in the car with his friend and his friend is being stupid and basically goes flying off of the road. It's because he's drunk. So that's that's one of the big things. Well, that's horrible. And, you know, what? A, almost sort of so selfish of the brother to be doing that because it must be so hard on his parents to know that, you know, one of their their children died from drunk driving and then here's their other son, you know, drinking all the time. And that's definitely... Very sad and traumatic. Um, so what did you think about, you know, the costumes and editing in this movie? Well, I mean, it was it was based in modern day. It um yeah, they had you know clothing. football. Yeah, it was it was just typical clothing. They had a 
you know, football outfits, obviously. And um, I'm sorry, what was the other question? About editing. Editing. Um, this was very well put together. There were a couple of scenes that I didn't quite understand why they were there in terms of the plot line. But yeah. in terms of the um, the camera work and the shots and all that stuff, it was very well put together. So um, what did you think about the football reenactments? And, you know, like you said, you're a big fan of football. So what did you think about the way those were put together? Well, from what I know of football, I just like watching it. I don't actually play it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But from what I know about it, uh, they were absolutely accurate to the rules. And it really, like I said, it really looked like you were actually watching a game. That's awesome. You know, it's always not a very good thing if you're watching a movie where there's like a war scene or um, a, a basketball game or a football game or a dance or things like that where it doesn't necessarily make sense and it wouldn't necessarily play out like that in real life. So if that's good that it stayed true. But if there was anything that you would change about this movie, what would it be? Like I said, there are a couple of scenes that they're just I don't quite understand why they're even there. So or what they what they even are for that matter. So I would just take out those sort of pointless scenes and uh, that would make it um a bit shorter. So I, yeah, I think it was a bit too long too. But I mean but it, was, how, it was really great. What was the time length of the movie? Yeah, About you know, it's minutes. definitely yeah, it's it's definitely if something doesn't grip you right away to have it drag out isn't necessarily a very good thing. Um yeah. so why exactly didn't those scenes fit into the movie? There was one I I think it was like maybe a, a press conference or something. I'm not quite sure what mm-hmm. it was, uh, but they were just talking about um, who they thought the upcoming stars were. And, and it just, it, it was, there was no real reason for it even being there. Yeah. It didn't really play out. What did you think about the overall production of the movie? I thought it was very well done. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can watch more of our film reviews and learn how to become a Kids First film critic on www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Sam Conan. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thanks for listening to Game On. Your hosts play again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, go enjoy a good game.